you know, if every great organization, you have, I guess you could say the backbone, the people that drive it, the people that make it run. And on this episode of the Hartford Business Beat, I had the pleasure to actually talk to the three women behind the Hartford County Chamber of Commerce. And uh, full disclosure here, don't worry, Heather is okay. (laughs) You'll see what I mean. Let's hit the intro and get this thing started. Welcome to Hartford Business Beat, featuring members of the Hartford County Chamber of Commerce, sponsored by Hartford County Living, bringing you all the good positive news, businesses, events, organizations, people, and just everything great here in Hartford County. Go to HartfordCountyLiving.com and find out more. I'm your host, Rich Bennett. Let's go meet some members of the Chamber. This time I have three young ladies on the podcast. Yes, I'm glutton for punishment because I'm the only guy, but I'm used to it. I have Kate Rodriguez, Heather Murphy, and Angela Rose from the Harford County Chamber of Commerce on with me. And we're going to talk. A lot of people think the chamber is a networking group, and it's it's not really a network. It's more than that. It's um. Well, I'll let you guys explain. So, first of all, welcome, ladies. How you doing? Hello. Thanks for having us. And thanks for, uh, Kate and Heather are young, um, but thank you for putting me in that group with them. I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, you, Angela, you are. Face it. I, mean, you're I feel very honored right now. You don't look a day over 25. Your check's in the mail. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so, Angela, when you were on last time, we talked about the chamber, but we didn't really go into everything. And I think what a lot of people don't realize, and we were talking before uh, we started recording, was because uh, we were talking about the digital advertising tax. The thing, the thing that the chamber does, not just to bring businesses together, but to help businesses out throughout the state. Can you guys go into that some? Absolutely. So we um, love to say that we are your voice of business. And what that means is really bringing our membership together and having that collective voice in the advocacy realm at the local, state and federal levels. So we have uh, great relationships with our elected officials where we have uh, pretty much, uh, you know, open communication if something is coming out like that digital ad tax, we can sit there and really talk about what the actual effects are going to be and how uh, taxes are going to impact businesses and what that trickle-down effect is going to look like. Oftentimes, things look great on paper and in theory, but when you really start to vet it and try to get through the meat and potatoes of it, you see that it's going to be hurtful as opposed to helpful. And um, so we, you know, and a lot of businesses are owner operator businesses or small businesses that a don't have the resources to have a political person on their payroll and or the time uh, to be able to look at this because they're running their business and, and trying to be successful and stay profitable. So if we can handle that aspect for our members, we absolutely are willing and able. How many people, how many members even know that that's what goes into what you guys do? And I'll let Heather talk about it because she really talks to the um, membership, but we try to really have that conversation with any prospective members that are coming in, that that is um, one of our pillars, our core pillars of work. And then with the current membership, Kate's done an amazing job with getting that information out. Uh, whether it be on a weekly basis or a daily basis with the pandemic. We had so much information coming out at us that we wanted to distribute. She did a great job with collecting everything and putting that out in an efficient way. So I hope our membership at this point understands uh, that advocacy piece. Heather talks to the members. She calls and checks in on them. And uh, that, you know, that's a wonderful way to have that conversation about 
who we are, what we do, and how we can be helpful. Um, so we have, I mean, we are lucky in the sense of we are larger achiever in the area. We have an extraordinary amount of businesses that are part of our membership. Over 550. See, I don't know if I can even work this. <laughs> All right. For those of you listening, Heather is getting new floors put in. And we're, we're doing, we're, of course, we're, we're being COVID friendly. We're recording virtually through Squadcast again. So, Heather, it's okay. You can do it. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> I, I have confidence. No, I have to give Andrew kudos. Yep. <laughs> Let me start with that. I think it's very important to recognize the priorities that Angela brought to the chamber when she started, and advocacy was one of those. You mentioned everybody kind of affiliates the chamber with a networking organization, which is great in the sense that that is certainly a benefit. It's something that we want to have people connect. But at the heart of it, the chamber is a trade association. It's a business advocacy organization. And Angela really was the one that spearheaded that huge rebrand, if you have, if you will. So I would like to think, so I'd like to think at this point, I'm trying to work within the break. <laughs> Every four pounds. <laughs> I told you this was going to be hard. I apologize. That's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so we've really, really honed in those efforts. And I, what you said is important to start off because I think advocacy is not very well understood and what Angela really tries to do and her having that presence in Annapolis, being so vocal in the community really helps to bring it home and have members understand, Hey, this is a legislative issue and this is how it impacts business or it might even impact on a personal level. You know, it goes deeper than even just the business community. And I'd like to think at this point, you know, we've had a good three plus years of really being at the forefront of advocacy, making sure that we are very well respected with our legislators. And I think that our members are definitely recognizing that. We have a lot of people come to us and bring up issues that they're concerned about. It's great to have those conversations. That's what we want to hear from them is, you know, what are you concerned about that the chamber can help support? So, We've come a long way for sure. Actually, on that note, because you said you know the members are bringing these questions up to you, um, have we had any businesses that aren't members yet contact us with some of these questions? Absolutely. Um, and during COVID, we really tried to put information out to everyone. And you, and Kate, again, did an amazing job of utilizing all marketing platforms to distribute that information so that whether you were a member or not, you found the benefit in that information and understanding those impacts. And, you know, Heather fielded a million calls, maybe not a million, maybe half a million. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With just questions, a lot of people, especially March, April timeframe, whether they were members or not, had questions about the idle loans or PPP or, okay, if I took PPP, then I can't take the employee tax retention credit. Like, you know, a lot of those questions and um, we tried to answer as much as we could. And if we didn't have a specific answer we would resource that out. And there was one business that I had worked with in a previous life who um, I, you know, I really tried to provide her a lot of information and, and she's not a chamber member, but it was, uh, we felt like it was our duty to support the business community during this time in totality. Now, one of the things that uh, probably a lot of people don't realize during COVID you guys have been extremely busy, haven't you? <laughs> yes. And, and you know, if it, uh, trying to find the silver lining in things, uh, to your question earlier about asking if our members knew the advocacy work that we do, I think that the pandemic really showcased mm-hmm. that and was able to make that connection for them of, oh, okay, this is something that they're involved in. And uh, we absolutely have... Uh, not stopped during this time frame. And fortunate for us, we were able to immediately go virtual and have no uh, downtime with uh, any of the work that we were doing and right. all of the virtual platforms that are out there now. You know, we were utilizing before 
the pandemic. So it was great to have uh, no downtime to be able to still be in communication. And I have to say our partnerships that we have established with Maryland Department of Commerce or economic, you know, the county's economic development, it was great to have those in place because we were able to get that information and get that out to the business community. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. Because a lot of people think with the with COVID, a lot of businesses aren't operating a hundred percent like they used to be. And I'm sure they think the same way with the chambers. Um, but from what I could see just since I joined, Oh my God, you guys have just been extremely busy. And what I like about it too, is you're doing things that it's, I think it's bringing more members together. Uh, yeah, why we keep mentioning Heather's name a lot, but like the virtual, <laughs> the virtual happy hour, you know, which is great. And I, people are loving that. Um, and I, I, with, with the stuff that Kate has been putting on the website and on Facebook, especially the job postings, a lot of people think during COVID, well, there's not a lot of jobs out there. Kate, have you seen more jobs coming across or what? And that's one thing we are here to really support the community as a whole, you know, in the grand scheme of things um, with the job postings and contributing to um, education in the community and things like that. But, and like we said, we aren't just a networking group, but these connections that people are making online at our happy hours, at our coffee and connections, whether it's between people in adjacent industries that can work together and partner or, um, industry that can you know share resources and work together and commiserate with each other and share their struggles that they're having people are really finding that um camaraderie online virtually and we have you know a few people that are still hesitant after all these months to get on and um interact with these opportunities but it it, it we really have had those connections still being made online and you know businesses will come to me and say oh this customer saw you posted this on facebook and you know, now they're a customer. Um, so sometimes it's hard to see those things, but they are happening and those connections are being made and those um, customers are coming through these channels. So, you know, and I, I feel bad because I should have started this off with having each one of you introduce yourselves and telling everybody what you do. So go, go ahead and tell everybody. We'll, we'll start. We'll start at the top. Angela, um, go ahead and tell everybody what you do and your position and everything. And I'm sorry for not doing this. It's just, I'm so used to talking to you all. I figured everybody knew. (laughs) I love your enthusiasm. We just jumped right in. Like you said, we were already talking uh, policy before we even started recording. So we were, we were fired up and ready to go. So thank you for giving us this opportunity. I'm Angela Rose. I'm the president and CEO of the chamber and I get to work with these great ladies every day. Go ahead, Heather. You're VP now. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. No, thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. So I'm Heather Murphy. I'm the vice president of the chamber, pretty much overseeing anything membership. And then we were lucky to work with uh, in partnership with Hartford County Office of Economic Development uh, to partner to power an organization that is entrepreneurial focused called Venture Access. So I oversee that as well. And we'll get into that in a minute. And then the one that I deal with probably more than anybody, Kate. Yes, I'm Kate Rodriguez. I'm the Marketing and Communications Specialist here at the Chamber. Um, everything I do is really about promoting our member businesses here, um, doing all that we can through every channel for them and working with our amazing partners like you. We have a radio show as well that we do um, for our members. So I, I've been with the Chamber about two years. and It's a really um, rewarding organization to be a part of to help these local businesses and um, working with these ladies as well has just been wonderful. And um, their hard work has really motivated me as well. So maybe you've only been there two years. It feels like a lifetime, but it's only been two years. I think well, COVID accounts for like 10. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like, how's it only been two years? It feels at least like five or six. <laughs> well, how long have you been there, Heather? 
I just hit four years in November. And what about you, Angela? Um, I've been with the chamber in July will be seven years and the role okay. as president and CEO coming up in May will be five. Five years. Okay. Now, Heather, you mentioned something just a little bit ago, venture access. What? Tell everybody what that is. Yes. So Venture Access is a organization meant to create a thriving entrepreneurial uh, community in Hartford County. So essentially, we work with so many great other partners in the community to have resources at the forefront for entrepreneurs or individuals who might be looking to start their business. So really, it, we kind of catch our for any entrepreneur in the different phases. Come in. (laughs) (laughs) They might be brand new. So maybe they just have an idea and they need kind of someone to help hone them in on what the passions are and kind of what the skills are and where that may translate. They could have an existing business plan with some finesse, might be looking for some space or some mentorship, or they could be an established business that's looking to grow. So we kind of have a conversation with them, get to know where they are in that process, make sure that we're connecting them to the appropriate resources in the community. And I think the important part is we really are that follow-up. We don't want them to get lost anywhere in the process. Isn't that also a, a separate 501c3? It is. And thank you for bringing that up. It is powered through the chamber. uh, Yes, but the organization is separate. It has its own opportunities event-wise that are in the chamber. We have sponsors who support that program um, outside of the chamber. So it is truly a good fit, though. Um, As a chamber, I think it's important, too, that it may not always be the appropriate timing for a business to join a chamber. A lot of times you might hear at least wait till that two years, because, you know, when you're starting out, any sort of investment that you make is a precious consideration. And Mm -hmm. as much as a chamber has so much value, it just may not be the right timing. And that's fine. You know, so venture is kind of that step up so that we can make sure that you get to that place where it does make sense. And then hopefully you'll become in our chamber family as well. And I'd like to expand on that with venture access being its own 501c3. It is able to apply for grants and we're able to pass that money along to some of these businesses that may need a little bit of startup capital or, um, you know, 30 minutes with an advisor or consultant. And as a 501c6, which is the chamber, we are usually excluded from grant opportunities. So it really makes sense and is a blessing that Venture is a 501c3 because then we are able to apply for economic development grants and being able to support some of the initiatives that we are trying to stand up um, and being able to distribute those funds and have some of these initiatives that we've launched. We're just another thing to help other businesses. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of which, during COVID, can one of you tell everybody how the chamber has been able to help businesses that are especially struggling during this time? Um, I mean, again, on top of Kate being able to distribute that information and Heather having those one-on-one conversations with businesses and helping them understand um, some of what's happening, really, we have been the voice for business in Harford County, again, at that local level, working with the county executive's office and then parish over at Economic Development to uh, talk about what some of those impacts are going to look like. We have great relationships with our Harford County delegation at the state level. So being able to talk about those impacts, you know, again, looking at the governor can put out executive orders and regulations. The county executive has the option to be more restrictive, not less restrictive, but more restrictive. So having those conversations up the chain of command, as they say, of what that impact is going to look like on businesses, if you are reducing operational hours or capacities or those types of things. So being able to share stories and have a collection of impacts as opposed to one business calling on their own and saying, this is what's happening. We have that established data of look, 20% of our membership has been negatively impacted or needs this because of X, Y, and Z. So, um, you know, a lot of those conversations at the federal level, especially in the beginning, 
with our relationship with the U.S. Chamber, we were having conversations with the um, Small Business Administration Secretary and the, uh, you know, we actually, at one point, we were on a call with the Vice President talking about what these impacts were. So really being able to look at the local, state, and national um, avenues that we had to have our voices heard, you know, we were we were we were definitely burning up the phone lines and the airwaves and cyberspace uh, in the beginning, making sure that we were having those conversations and having our voices heard. I think the other aspect too, sorry, you mentioned with the help is that it's always great to be a conduit of information. But we do try to go even deeper than that by really targeting that information. So PPP. I mean, we were no experts by any means, but one of the big pieces there was trying to identify just our local banks that could you know, administer PPP because kind of in that realm of trying to give everybody the support they needed, it was nice to be able to say, hey, who are you are available and I plan to be able to be a conduit for this? Can we publish that information out? And it gave an opportunity for the community to continue to support through the community. So like we try to do very targeted initiatives, you know, as the county released different funding for different industries, like the restaurants, we made sure that we targeted, you know, our population mm-hmm. and had those personal phone calls because it's easy to put information out there, but we all know how busy we are on a normal day and COVID obviously made that sometimes busier. So we wanted to make sure that people got the information that was really relevant to them as yeah. well. And in the beginning, um, I think one of the phone calls I fielded the most was when businesses were being restricted, um, if they were yeah. deemed essential or not. I think I took probably, uh, you know, I tried to track as much as I could. And I think I took probably 40 or 45 phone calls with people saying, just questioning, what does this executive order mean? Do, am I deemed essential? How does this impact me? Because I'm not necessarily strictly retail, but I have this piece. So it was interesting um, to, to be not interesting, but it was, you know, it was very, um, fulfilling to be able to help businesses navigate all of the questions that they had with just everybody running blindlessly (laughs) how to make heads or tails as to what was happening. Yeah. I think, I mean, a lot of people were scared. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's, uh, and even now you're still seeing, you know, where some, uh, rest, restaurants especially are closing for a month or two, you know, just to, and actually I just found this out. Um, cause I, I featured, was it vintage cafe in having grace as restaurant of the week? Well, I just saw yeah, by the time I picked it, it posted. Now I saw, uh, what's her name? Uh, Bridget, I think it is. I, I can't remember anyways, but posted that they're closing for two months because of COVID. I'm like, Wow. But, but, and here's the thing, and I think this is where a lot of people um, don't understand if a, if a business is closed temporarily, they can still support that business. And there's so many different ways of supporting the businesses around here and well, anywhere, but you guys did something for Christmas, which I thought was great, which helped out a lot of local businesses. And that was for People to purchase the stocking that was just filled with, you know, uh, gift cards, basically everything. And it's like, that was, who came up with that idea? Because that was awesome. <laughs> it was all Angela's brainchild. It, it, honestly, I think the, the springboard for the stocking idea really came from Kate, who created an I'm Here Carford campaign when this all happened for, again, to your point earlier, whether you were a chamber member or not, to let the community know that you were open and how they could support you. So it was a great online campaign, social media that you could post your hours or what you had available if you weren't necessarily open to the public, but had online sales or you could still purchase gift certificates. So uh, I have to give kudos to Kate for, for that initial idea. And then the stockings, we were just, how can we help businesses during the holidays and have people think outside of the box and showcase our members that wanted to um, offer something. And of course, as, as a, as a, 
As a not-for-profit organization, we are sustained through membership investments and event income and what other, other sponsorships or uh, contributions we can solicit. So we had a nominal fee for the stocking and just asked our members if you had a discount or an incentive or some type mm-hmm. of marketing material uh, that you wanted to include in the stocking please do so. And uh, I hope everyone enjoyed those that purchased those stockings. We got some great feedback about how it was wonderful because we had complimentary coffee or salt spa sessions, um, uh, financial fitness kind of for your business and, uh, you know, Crossroads Bistro and some of the restaurants put in there. And it was great to just be able to showcase them and hopefully give them a little bit of a boost in the arm um, during the holidays when typically sales are through the roof, but you can't, if you're not, if you're uh, unable or uncomfortable with getting out, being able to support them and understand what those businesses do have available during that. I I can honestly say that I did not enjoy my stocking. Okay. Because when I got it home, my wife took it right away. Happy wife, happy life. So uh, I can't can't even tell you everything that was in there. (laughs) I I started taking stuff as as soon as she saw coupons and everything. Oh, that's mine. That's mine. So I just handed the whole thing to her. Smart, smart man. Smart man. With one of those gift cards. What, what was that, Kate? Hopefully, she took you out to lunch or dinner or coffee with, or something with one of those gift cards. Great, wait a minute. <laughs> I wish you could see Rich's face right now. <laughs> my, my, my wife take me out to lunch or dinner. With <laughs> no, no, I think she actually she may have taken my daughter, but no, not me. <laughs> No, I'm joking. She wait a minute. She don't listen to my podcast, so no, she didn't. <laughs> she, this will be the one she listens to, and I'm going to be a dead man. <laughs> no, I'm joking. She, uh, I think she did. I don't know because I don't. I I don't know everything that was in there. She took it, so she may have, and I wouldn't have known. It was great. Like, you know, on top of it, on top of restaurants and kind of that retail aspect, we really had businesses that um, thought outside of the box and wanted to showcase. We had uh, full circle tire and auto that offered, uh, you know, a huge savings. Boyle Buick GMC truck, they um, had a 10% discount for services and you know, they were promoting that you can get car detailings there and you know, you don't have to be a Buick GMC to go there for an oil change or those type of things. Things that somebody a consumer might not typically think of. It was great to have um that in there and it was neat to to see all of the businesses really enjoy contributing and saying, oh, thank you for this opportunity. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's how we benefit the businesses. It's how, you know, how can we support you? So I hope that all of those are getting utilized. And, you know, Rich, I'll take you out to lunch. You'll have to have lunch with the chamber chicks and (laughs) we'll utilize one of those coupons. Uh, Speaking of uh, taking people out to lunch, um, yeah, because Kate had one one something. Did she treat you guys to lunch? I have not used my Route Twenty Four gift card yet, but need to go. Huh. Maybe Monday. Heather, did you know anything about that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't make it over there often, but maybe maybe that'll be Monday. We'll head over there. <laughs> Hey, don't don't worry because uh, actually Jason renewed, so I will be giving more gift cards away. So I'm just waiting to get another one so I can get a couple more things. <laughs> well, I know uh, it was a Joe Ayler and I were discussing uh, Tar Hill Construction Group and his Facebook page. And his thing is, once he gets to three thousand followers, we're giving away a hundred dollars in gift cards to Route Twenty Four Ale House. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tell everybody to follow that page because Santa was promising Joe that it would happen by Christmas and it, it, it didn't. 
he's got to be close. And it's um, very close. Yeah. And for those of you who may be listening that don't know Joe Ehler or Tar Heel Construction, um, what a great guy, what a great company. He jumped in with his chamber membership with both feet and is very community oriented and really partners with a lot of businesses in the community to not only um, showcase them, but make a positive impact. And uh, it's amazing to be able to follow him and, and see what they're doing for the also, highly recommend him for service. He came out and fixed up my roof leak in my bathroom. So, <laughs> you actually did my roof too. The, and uh, actually, there was some stuff he threw in there that I was not expecting. Uh, so, yeah, definitely excellent work. Um, how did we go get on to this? <laughs> Joe's like, <laughs> so it's Kate's fault. <laughs> well, but. Uh, but we, you were mentioning something earlier about uh, helping people and thinking outside of the box. And one of the things that I've been doing, especially with, you know, the Hartford, the Hartford Business Beat podcast is asking people how they're overcoming uh, COVID. But from your viewpoint, what have you seen some businesses do different and think outside of the box, especially now during COVID? We actually put a request out for that information to the membership not too long ago and um, really wanted to see what the responses were. I think the biggest was transitioning to an online sales platform or, um, you know, again, getting creative with if they weren't able to have a site open, um, doing some curbside pickup or those types of things. So really kind of that online presence was the uh, online presence was the overarching, um, theme that we saw for being creative and, uh, really transitioning to that virtual platform, that digital platform for any type of marketing, uh, and meetings, you know, if they needed to talk with vendors or have a consultation, you know, if consultation or services was in their wheelhouse, typically you might have a face-to-face conversation with someone sitting across from the desk Mm -hmm. and that wasn't possible in this. So utilizing those online digital platforms to not stop and continue working. And I know not, Obviously, not all businesses are able to do this, but one of our members, um, Elite Home uh, Entertainment, they even started a sister company, Maryland um, Cleaning Company. They got all the certifications they needed to be a professional um, cleaning company. And so, obviously, with COVID, disinfecting businesses and homes um, and going into homes, they had some hesitancy going into homes and setting up the home theaters and things like that. So they can also go in with that cleaning company clean and do everything else that they need to do with the home entertainment. Um, So things like that are just amazing and inspiring to us that um, putting in that work and um, doing those things that they need to do to stay relevant and um, improve upon the business that they already have. Our members are incredible. They they did not sit by and say what's going to happen or well is me. They hustled and figured it out and got creative and really um, the ingenuity was fantastic. We have a photographer, Mid Atlantic Photographic, who typically does a lot of commercial work with drones and big companies, and they were impacted. So they started to they partnered with Niche. Uh, marketing and came up with a kind of a, I'm, you know, we're still here. We're open campaign to take some photography of businesses and uh, put that online present. So it was great to see the part, you know, the partnerships too, realizing that working together that, you know, my favorite saying a rising tide lifts all ships and, and that working together is really one of the ways to sustain through this. Yeah. yeah, there's so many great stories. One of my favorites, too, is Ben Meyer from Vagabond. Of course, this would happen. It was quiet up until <laughs> that, for the record. Ben Meyer from Vagabond. I think, it, you know, in the beginning when it was really hard to find milk, cheese, and all the craziness that toilet paper even, how he yeah. set up a little shop inside Vagabond. That's Did he so really? Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know yeah, about that. Like a little one-stop shop market. Pick up your food, and then if you needed some milk, and he he supplies a lot of other local 
businesses too. So it was really neat to see people pivot to complementing like business lines or, you know, just temporary things to help people get through. Yeah. PPE, um, a lot of our, you know, marketing material companies uh, that you typically might buy pens or koozies or that type of thing. They were getting PP in hand sanitizer stations. Uh, you know, it, it was, Heather knows I hate that pivot word, but really that's what a lot of the businesses were doing to um, work with the market and what what the needs of the community were at the point. Businesses that, you know, distilleries that started making hand sanitizer, just incredible, just incredible resilience and perseverance. And, you know, our businesses were not going down without a fight. (laughs) One of the things I saw too, and I, I may have mentioned this to Heather before, was um, the rise of food trucks. There's mm-hmm. a lot more restaurants started getting into the food truck business. And the other thing that I really loved, and Angela, you might be able to answer this, and I'm hoping it stays this way. Uh, one of the things that at least Harford County, and I know other counties did with restaurants, was giving them the ability to deliver alcohol. Mm-hmm. When we get back to the new normal, <laughs> do you know if the county, state, or whatever has any plans for restaurants to continue that? So that has been a conversation that we've had. And Delegate Griffith, who is from Harford County, he was instrumental in getting that legislation passed. He is very much an advocate of keeping that continuing and not having that be rescinded, um, being able to give the the restaurants that ability you know, to be able to get your uh, orange crushes or you know, your signature mimosas, it, it, whatever really neat ideas they came up with, um, being able to continue that. I hope they do because I just think that's going to that's going to help the restaurants even more. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's obvious that it works. So why take away something if it works? Amen. We'll see. But man, knock on wood. <laughs> Figures I have no wood around here. <laughs> Jeez. Heather's, uh, edu- Heather's house is knocking on yeah. over the next year. Uh education. Because we talked about advocacy everything, but uh are you guys and I should know this, and I know you were for offering any type of like uh, webinars or anything online. Absolutely. Um, our core pillars of work are, we say we're the ace in your business game, and that's the advocacy, the connections, education, and our savings programs. And uh, we haven't stopped with the education. We will host um, some of our own educational seminars through um, maybe some of our members or some affiliates that have, you know, one of the main topics that we had in the beginning was that marketing piece of how that works. And what we're seeing now is the ability to really promote other opportunities for that education piece with the PPP and all of the questions that are coming along with it. Our partners are offering some of those webinars. So U.S. Chamber, NFIB, um, SBDC, Small Business Development Center, all of those partners that are already creating that content and really the experts in the field. We're trying to push that out and promote that so that our members can utilize that information at their leisure. You know, if they can make a webinar or um, some type of educational seminar during a specific time, great. But a lot of times they're able to register and just watch the recording at their convenience. We've even shifted to not necessarily if there's a topic that we need to um, host our in-house seminar, we will absolutely do so. But we've really seen that transition to utilizing our partner webinars and getting that information out to the membership. And by the way, I was joking. I knew that you were because <laughs> I, I actually did take part Thank in one. Small thing. Small question. Really appreciate it. <laughs> good, let's uh, go ahead and tell people. Well, I think people understand why they should join the chamber. Um, but how they can. And you, something you mentioned earlier, too, it's not for everybody. So explain to them the process and everything, if you don't mind. 
So what I always recommend is I feel that starting out with a conversation is definitely best. We appreciate the the online application always exists. It's there. It captures a lot of information about the business. But I always recommend this. If an individual is interested, number one, you can check us out on a, one of the connections events that we might be doing. We have a chamber connection, which is our orientation. So that really gives you an insight into what being a chamber member is all about. Even our coffee and connections. I know they're very similar in name. Don't get confused. <laughs> CNC is the monthly networking. And that's a good way to just kind of get your name out in the community, introduce to some of your potential fellow chamber members and just those in the community. So that's always a good way too. But reach out to me. I would love to have a conversation just to kind of understand where the business might be, what are the goals or the priorities, and then it's easy for me to can then translate that into the value that comes from the chamber membership and how some of the benefits that we offer align with the goals of that business. So we're very warm and fuzzy. We've got plenty of people that we also refer any perspectives to, like Rich, you're on our membership development committee. Those are an amazing group of individuals that are fellow chamber members. And we're all about being real. I mean, they yeah. you, this is what I utilize. This is the benefit I get from it. This could help you. And I think that's important. And I think people do respect the transparency that the three of us bring as a team and that you all as members who are also chamber cheerleaders, you know, bring two perspectives as well. They are going to bust down your door. I can <laughs> see it. <laughs> not even that close. It's because I have an open foyer. So sound just travels. People are, you know what? I, I'm going to have to really mess with this part and add some things in there. Like, that would be amazing. Yes, please do that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's that? This will be entertaining for sure. This episode, <laughs> you got a lot to contend with. Oh, oh, God. Where were we? Oh, talking about why people should join the chamber. Uh, One of the things I like to add, and well, Kate has heard me um, tell other people this that have been on Hartford Business Beat. And uh, it, to me, I've been in chambers for years, but this is by far the best chamber I've ever been in. And it's to me, it's like family. Good. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's one thing that makes a big, big difference. Everybody, I mean, you three alone care about everybody. Whereas other chambers I've I've been in, it's there. You know, it really wasn't that that way. You didn't. Some people didn't feel comfortable, but you guys make everybody feel comfortable. And I just I want to applaud you know the three of you for that because um, I I think personally. I think one of the reasons that a lot of people are joining the chamber, Hartford County Chamber, is because of you three. And Thank that, you. That's so sweet. Well, that's big. that's amazing. Uh, that's you know that's why we do it. Obviously, we love what we do and we care about the community. And so to get that feedback, like you've made my my day, and uh, just like that's the. The push that we need when we do start to get a little bit exhausted or kind of want to throw our hands up the air and say, what is going on? You know, <laughs> that feedback right there, you know, now I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you guys do. Seriously. I mean, it's uh, a, a granted. I know on the virtual happy hour, sometimes we joke, We even on some of the uh, chamber connections, we joke around, but I think it breaks the tension and everybody feels comfortable. Yeah. yeah and you that, have that to have fun. Like, yes, it's business, but you have to make it fun. You have to want, you want to be there. You want it to be enjoyable. And, you know, if you can't have fun and make it happen and all together, like what's the point? So you might as well have fun, be, be fabulous and make things happen. Yeah. I give credit to the pandemic. It definitely propelled us into this new world of, I think like vulnerability and camaraderie and really kind of broke people's walls down. And I think that's why I feel like we've just hit a whole new threshold in terms of, like you mentioned, people on virtual happy hours that are talking outside and we're all joking with one another. We know so much more about each other's personal lives, but it's still business related and it's a way that we've still been able to connect. So 
definitely have to thank the pandemic for doing a, a lot of that and breaking down walls and kind of having people connect on a whole nother level that they just haven't yeah. before. Well, and the funny thing is with that, I met more people virtually and I still like out of the three of you, I've only met Angie or Angela and Kate in person. I haven't met you in person yet, Heather. You've not what? met Heather in person yet? That's crazy. Oh. I didn't bring that up because I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. But no. you're like, wow. Yeah. And, and you like some like of the podcasts. What's yeah. that? But I feel like I have. That's the thing. I know. Yeah. Well, it's like a lot of the podcasts I've been doing, I've never met the people face to face. And when there was that little break over the summertime, I recorded some in person, and I don't know if you know Paige Mahlhausen or not. Uh, okay, well, Paige, we did it virtually, the first uh, podcast we did. Never met her, so we did it virtually, and then we did another one in person. That's the first time we met, and it was like, I, it was weird. It's yeah. like we knew each other for God knows how long. Well, you know, okay. We just met. So we need to definitely use this as a testimonial because one of the things that Heather has heard and we've talked about in our team meetings is, you know, some of our members um, are not quite candidly, you know, saying, well, what's the point in renewing if we can't be in person for events? And we have really done, um, we've, we've tried, and I think we've done a phenomenal job not to toot our own horns with hosting things in that digital virtual platform and making sure you still have that connection piece. And kind of the question that we ask is, okay, we totally understand obviously in person is great, but A, we have to look at our membership and understand that some employers aren't allowing their employees to be in person. You may be a vulnerable population and not want to attend something in person. So how do we be inclusive as opposed to exclusive? And that really is that virtual digital platform. Um, And you know, when we do have our signature events, we're building in time for the members to have breakout sessions and just say, hi, how are you? And, and chat. So uh, not to be up on, you know, kind of get on my platform as they say, but uh, that, you know, that is great to hear. And thank you for bringing that up because we, you know, we haven't stopped. We, we have adjusted and made sure that our members do still get to connect, even though they don't get to be face to face and, um, I'm blown away. I, I do. I feel like we've all met a million times in yeah. person. So that's funny that <laughs> you two haven't met in person. Uh, it's, uh, I, I thought about that the other day about all these people that I've been talking to that I haven't met yet. And it's just, it, it's weird because I talk to a lot of people all the time, but still never met them in person. Yeah. Well, that is a crazy reunion when we're able to Our 45th anniversary is this year, and uh, we're planning. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's it. Like, maybe we'll do some type of game with, like, you know, a face and a name, and, you know, who we haven't met yet, but you have to figure out who the person is. something fun to tie in because when we do, when we are able to get together again in person, it's going to be one heck of a party. You know what? You think about that. When everybody can meet in person again, how many parties are there going to be? (laughs) Wow. Liquor stores are going to make a, oh, they're probably making a bundle now, but they're going to make even more. It's going to be nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Shares, the sheriff's deputies are going to be like, Okay, do, do we set up are <laughs> <laughs> releasing a lot of tension right now. Right. Yep. Oh, yeah. It, it's going to be crazy. So, Kate, you were getting ready to say something, weren't you? No, oh, okay. I, I was just, I thought you were. Just, I'm down with the party. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be partying. <laughs> oh. And I can't wait. Well, and that's one of the things that stinks because one of the big fundraisers I do every year is for the Michael J. Fox Foundation that I DJ. And I couldn't do it this year. And it, mm-hmm. yeah, and just like with Christmas, you know, um, our Lions Club, we had to couldn't do our breakfast with Santa. And thank God the kids were, I saw more kids this year than I have any other year. 
Well, Let's you see. talk about that, that, you know, transitioning and figuring out how to make it work. Kudos to you. Um, incredible, oh, no. you know, to, to be able to still support the community and make sure kids were able to enjoy the holiday season uh, and not be too negatively impacted with not being able to do the breakfast with Santa's or those in-person events. And no pets peed on my lap. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kate, you handle the website, right? Yes, sir. All right. Tell everybody the website because the changes to it I love. The website is excellent, I believe. I have to give credit. We worked with a team of students from Towson University of Northeastern Maryland to um, put that website together. And our um, hosting is done through eMoxie Data Solutions. Um, so we've both been great, but I am constantly updating that homepage on the website. So head over to HarvardTumor.org um, at any time if you're wondering what we're doing. Right on that homepage, you're going to see our next um, couple of upcoming events and um, everything that's going on and our calendar is always full of um, events and online events, our member events. So um, definitely head over to our website if you're wondering what's going on, resources. Um, you can connect to all of our social media. Um, those are updated in real time. Like we were talking about all the legislative updates. Um, a lot of those go out on our social media channel. So definitely stay connected to us in all of those different ways. Do you ladies have anything to add? I'm just going to piggyback. I always have something to say, so I'm sorry. That's fine. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to piggyback on what Kate talked about with working with Towson University. Um, We have an initiative called Connect, which is one end, and it's Chamber Organized Network for Education and Career Training. And that is a platform for students, whether they be in high school or college that are looking for internships, businesses can go and put any opportunities that they may have available. Uh, Harford Community College, Harford County Public Schools can upload any type of needs they may have. So that may be a mentor or a guest speaker so they can utilize that platform. And I just have to say, we have had the incredible fortune to work with some great students um, through pushing that initiative at Towson University, Harford Community College, Edgewood High School with the Academy of Finance. We're currently employing interns and all of them have been wonderful to work with. And it's great to be able to assist that future workforce and that talent pipeline of, you know, students that are going to be uh, moving into their next phase of real life and being able to kind of prepare them for that. So if you have an opportunity for an internship, please upload that. If you have any questions or um, students, again, go in and register to to look for any opportunities that may be com- coming their way and get notified. So uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask us about that. Connect, wasn't um, Christian Walker started that, right? Yes, we actually, um, it was the perfect storm. Uh, we were working kind of a business oriented side and he had the student side and someone connected us because he was actually an intern um, at the Harford County Economic Community and Economic Development. And mm-hmm. Len Parrish connected us and we put the ideas together to create this uh, idea that morphed everything. And it was great because now we can assist the students, the businesses, and the institutions for any needs they may have. And Christian um, worked with us to do that and graduated this year and is knocking it out of the park in, in his next venture as well. Uh, a per- perfect storm, no pun, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, I think that's what he's doing. He's at college in Georgia, and um, I, I don't know if he's studying to be a meteorologist or what, but he's doing something with weather down there. Mm-hmm. And you know, the funny story, he was uh, on my podcast, him and uh, elementary school teacher named Pete Ross. They used to do a website called Harford County Weather Watch. That was one of my biggest downloaded podcast episodes for a while. It was like two hours long. Wow. The weather. <laughs> and I couldn't believe how many people down, but Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome kid. He, well, I don't want to say he's not a kid anymore. He's a young adult. Uh, but yeah, he's a great guy. And when he told me, he came to me about the connect thing, 
now that I think about it, I said, yeah, I said, man, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. A couple of the podcast episodes with me. Yeah. It's again, it's the benefit of how do we benefit the community and looking at students and the institutions and businesses, it all works together. And obviously the pandemic, um, really restricted and changed up what the look of internships has been, but some of the businesses have been creative and have been able to work with people online. And we have an intern that's working with Heather right now for connect that came through the Academy of finance. And, um, we well in this capacity we have not met him in person but he has another job and so i get to see him when i go do my shopping <laughs> but it's again it's great you know he's getting his internship hours and that um education and uh, information and and we are being able to utilize his um wonderful talents so it's a win win for everybody at the end of the day that's how it be and it just goes to show that this chamber doesn't help just businesses, but students as well. And who knows, later on down the road, he may end up being an entrepreneur. Exactly. And give the chamber all the credit. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> <laughs> it's all of you that that make it the, the chamber that it is. Because if we didn't have the support of our board and our volunteers, I mean, you're, I say it all the time. It's all of you who are investing your time, talent, and resources. And it is not just uh, lip service. It is absolutely true. If it weren't for members like you who understand what we do and the value, um, we wouldn't be successful. So thank you to you and everyone that's listening. And I know we mentioned a lot of members in this podcast today and didn't mention uh, a lot of others. So if you're interested in seeing our full membership, please visit harfordchamber.org because we do have the most amazing members in Harford County. And we have fun. Yes. A lot of fun. So ladies, thank you so much. Thank you. Angela, you know, I said this last time you were on that we have to do this again. And after COVID is done, we definitely got to do it again. Absolutely. I think in person at one of the, you know, I think we do a tour. We get on a bus and we do a podcast around the county of all of like the, the watering holes and restaurants and things like that. Uh, not in one day, I hope. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> the challenge. <laughs> as long as we have a bus driver, that could be a fun podcast. Start off, it would start off like this. Everything is okay. And by the end of the <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Get me in trouble. Heather, Kate. Angela, once again, thank you. And thank you for everything that you guys do. And anybody that wants to join the chamber, definitely go to hartfordchamber.org. Contact one of these young ladies or a member and talk to them about it because it is definitely the best thing that has happened to me just, you know, for my business because of all the people I've met. Um, And doing the podcast you know, with Kate, the Harford business beat. I, I love that too, even though you guys did, you know, beat me for best pie, local podcast. Like- <laughs> Technically, uh, it's you. You make it happen. So, yeah. your- and thank you for all the work yeah. that you put into putting that spotlight on our member businesses. You do an amazing job, and we get. To- great feedback on the podcast that you do so thank you my pleasure i just you know me i'm big on supporting local yes really big so like i said don't worry that was not the fbi at heather's door actually heather at the time was getting i believe new flooring put in um so that's what all the banging was but god i want to thank heather kate and angela for coming on and i hope that everybody listening got something out of that uh, besides possibly the FBI pounded down Heather's door, which they didn't. Don't worry. Um, again, if you haven't been on the podcast yet, get a hold of Kate, email her at Kate at harfordchamber.org and we'll get everything set up. So you can come on the podcast, talk about your business and talk about the chamber and, Hopefully, you know, other people that aren't members yet will hear that 
and realize what a great benefit it is to join the chamber. I mean, it's it's a win-win. It makes sense. If you own a business, even if you're a sole proprietor, you know, like myself, it's, I can't stress it enough. One of the best things I ever did. So again, get a hold of Kate. Kate at HartfordChamber.org. If you're interested in becoming a member, contact the chamber, HartfordChamber.org, or contact one of the members of the chamber. Until next time, my name is Rich Bennett with HartfordCountyLiving.com. Stay safe, and I hope to have you on Hartford Business Beat as well.